1: You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game.
0: This is the Power Producers Podcast, production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power?
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And I'm doing a solo episode today with my good buddy, David Watson from risk advisor for no other reason than you need to know what this guy is doing. We had him on the podcast two years ago, according to my Facebook memories yesterday. And David and I have a standing call every Friday. And when that Facebook memory popped up, I'm like, you know what? There is so much that has changed with risk advisor in the last two years that we need to just do a podcast when we talk today so that we can get the word out about all the changes. Because what I've seen on social media tells me that more and more people are recognizing the need for technology and good technology with all of the challenges we face in the hard market. Not that you're going to get better markets, not that you're going to you know, be able to necessarily get better pricing, but you can increase the efficiency of your processes. And one may argue that you could impact pricing because your submissions are more complete with better information based on all the triggers inside his product. So, I want to go ahead and, and we're going to dive in, but just in case people didn't hear you the first time because we've grown just a hit a little bit in the last couple of years, why don't you just give them your background, David, and then we'll talk a little bit about the problems that risk advisors solving and what you how you originally started out, and then maybe talk a little bit about um, you know the path that you've been on and the upgrades and changes you've made, and then maybe even a little roadmap for the future as far as what people can expect or what, what you have in your head, as much as you're able to, to talk about without giving away the secret sauce. So before we get into all that, just quick quick and dirty overview of who you are, how you had this idea, and then we'll we'll
2: I'll start asking you all the tough questions. Sounds good. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, I am a partner at MAPIS Insurance Agency in uh, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and I uh, have been a part of MAPIS for now four years. Uh, four years? Yeah, four years. Five years, five years. Gosh, I'll get it right here in a minute. And just something that's always been something I've been focused on even early on when I started my scratch agency in 2016, before joining MAPIS, was technology. And so one of the things that I got to do inside of MAPIS was um, refine and define processes, automations, um, what type of technology that made the most sense and Really, when started diving into some of the processes that we were using for virtual assistants and um, sending out quote requests to wholesale brokers, were Coastal, so we've been using wholesale brokers in the personal lines marketplace for years now. Just realized that there was a lot that needed to be changed and developed with that process and built something out that was inside of MAPIS for a couple of years and it slowly turned into uh, what Risk Advisor is now today.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, man. I think that a lot of people sleep on agents that have the ability to develop technology. Um, But I also think that it's not really easy to develop that technology. And it requires, as you know, very, very well, time, money, and effort that makes it difficult when you're doing a couple of different things. Um, For sure. You know, How do you find balance to do what you do right now to allow you to focus on risk advisor as much as you do, but also not turn a blind eye to your bread and butter, which is your book of business that you've had for a number of years? Because I think, and the reason why I ask the question is I'm not trying to paint you in a corner that you're trying to serve two masters. I want everybody to be very clear the intent behind the question is because i feel like there are a lot of agents out there who probably do really have good ideas and ways to solve problems but they basically just say eh screw it i don't have time to do this i don't have time to do that yet i see friends that have gone out like you like Todd Tams you know multiple people even the even the better agency people to a certain extent you know nick still had his agency when they started ba um you know, or me, look, I've got I've got my hands in a lot of stuff. Cass has his hands in a lot of stuff and our agencies still do pretty well. So I guess my question is, if you were to give advice to, let me ask the question a better way. If you were to give advice to somebody who's sitting out there on an idea right now, give them a little bit of what they can expect. Because number one, it's, it's just like when I talk about sales, there is no magic bullet, right? I'm going right. to tell you what you need to do, but I don't have a magic pill that you can swallow and it all gets done for you. You still have to put in the work. So, talk a little bit about what that's been like.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's probably a a good part of the journey that uh, I underestimated when uh, (laughs) taking the leap, and one of those things that evolves really week to week. Sometimes it's early mornings, late nights, uh, focusing on one part of the business or another uh, or the other business, um, depending on when things can fit in, but if someone's out there thinking about an idea, whether it's um, a a piece of tech, a course, or another, another business or whatever it might be, one of the things you, I feel like you really need to do is take time to evaluate kind of your, your, your base structure. So what I mean by that is um, look at, look at your schedule, where can you be flexible and where can you not? Um, uh, Something that's really important to me is my three girls and, and my wife and, Um, my wife has been super supportive of, of both my venture in MAPIS and my venture in risk advisor. And, um, this, when you get into insurance, you don't really think that you're going to be making a lot of, uh, taking a lot of trips or doing a lot of travel, a lot of conferences. And, um, that's slowly what's kind of, uh, turned into it, especially on the risk advisor side. So, um, she has been a huge supporter. So having that um, having that conversation on the front end with uh, with your significant other, if that's something that's in place for you, is very very important. I started my original scratch agency a month after uh, our first daughter was born. I sold to Mapis and joined Mapis after our second uh, two months after our second daughter was born, and started Risk Advisor the year that my third daughter was born. So no more kids on our end. So uh, shouldn't, shouldn't be making any big jumps here um, anytime soon, but um, it, it, it's so important to have that base. And I know I'm kind of getting to a point where I'm rambling a little bit, but having that structure, both on your business side, where you've got good supporting um, people who can help lift you up. And then on also on the home side, what do you think your biggest challenge has been so far? When I think through that question, cause I, I get asked that a good bit. I think the biggest thing for me was underestimating what when you go from being really good at sales and selling a product like insurance to selling a product that you believe in and you're working really hard to build to your peers in the insurance industry. I'm so thankful for the support that I've had from friends and early adopters of the Riskvisor platform, and it's been extremely cool to have that group kind of surround us. Uh, at the same time, it's one of those things where you hear all the time tech by agents. they You you hear from the outside when you have someone who is coming from a tech background and wanting to build an insurance product, oh, they don't know what they're doing or they they don't have any idea of what agents really want. And then when you've got an agent um, like ourselves who are building the platform, it's one of those things where it's almost turned into a wait and see type approach. What's been really cool this year as we've seen some really significant growth is people that we've did demos for earlier on, they're now coming back. It's like, all right, let's jump on, let's do it. And a lot of times it's not even, let me see a new demo. It's like, okay, send me the sign-up link, I'm signing up now. And so it's one of those things where I, fully underestimated um, on my projections what that uh, that growth would look like. And something that's been really cool is this year is seeing that the hard work for the last two years starting to pay off with that growth.
1: Yeah, I mean, how easy would life be if we knew it all on the front end, man? I mean, yeah. in all seriousness. But I think that's what makes the journey so much more rewarding when you finally get over to the other side and you you actually experience at least when you start to taste just a little bit of success then it starts to breed on itself and it it just makes makes it so much more fun
0: 100%. You know,
1: I've seen a lot of buzz in the recent past. Like I mean literally just even the last two or three weeks of people talking about the product on social, which is awesome. Yep. You know, we had to me that's where a lot of stuff happens. Not just social but specifically dark social and we had Chris Walker from Refined Labs on the podcast, who is, in my opinion, the foremost expert on dark social uh, that's out there. And for those that missed that episode, by all means, go back and listen to it. I think it was outstanding, not because it's my podcast, but because that guy's brain, Um, you know, and if you think about it, man, the way I explained it, and I talked about this when I was at Combined Agents of America in Texas um, earlier this week, but before we started getting Facebook, uh, you know, Twitter, all of that, throw in Google Analytics plus your CRM and things that could give you some level of measurement, not everything, but some level, the entire world was dark social. You know, dark social is essentially sitting at the little league field having a conversation about. A, a service or a product that you just bought and that person sitting next to you is asking questions and engaging and they end up going and buying that product as a result of that conversation 100 the store or the site where they bought it unless they actually ask the question where did you hear about us which many of them do def- there's no way to track that right Guess what else? There's no way to track the other three people that bought the same product that were two rows ahead that heard the conversation, didn't interact with it, never gave any inclination. They had an interest in the product, but yet they still went and did that. And I think that looking at how the different platforms work today, there's so many people and I'm guilty of this, man. I know a lot of stuff going on on the Internet right now that I never interact with. I don't like I don't like I don't comment nothing But there are times where I make a buying decision based off of what I've seen in comment threads or whatever else, or even the decision to go follow somebody new. Um, You know, all of that happens every single day. And yet we don't really have a way to track it. And I think that you're, I would suspect you and I haven't talked about revenue growth. And this podcast is certainly not the appropriate place to specifically talk about your numbers. But I would just say in broad strokes, I have to believe that you are seeing a spike in your revenue right now directly correlated to the amount of buzz that I'm seeing on social.
2: 100%. I'm looking off screen here, but looking at um, our since yesterday, um, I'll go back to Wednesday. Uh, We've had... Three discovery calls, one uh, two mentions uh, another agent that's on the platform. One mentioned social media, and then we had two subscriptions close yesterday. One of them mentioned uh, tech. They heard it heard heard of us from another agent, and then also who's not actually even on the platform, which was really cool. You love getting referrals from people who are using your product, but um, it's also really cool when you get referrals from somebody who might be using something else, but knows what you're doing and still believes in what you're doing and then uh, a tech uh, service and then another agent. So it, it's one of those things where I tell people all the time, whether it's, it's risk advisor um, or any type of business, the, the weeks that I go silent on like a LinkedIn, whether I'm just too busy or Facebook or something like that, just to put at least one post out, the next two to three weeks our demo requests and our sales drop and it it's that intentionality that is just being consistent being um being helpful like there's some groups where I cannot personally mention risk advisor but I mean uh, my, yeah it's all the best groups to mention risk advisor yeah. right but yeah other people but, can mention it yeah for sure but one of the things that I've from the get go, one of the things that I wanted to make sure I was doing is, I mean, my my Facebook profile picture—you can see that Risk Advisors in in that profile picture. Um, and but one of the things that I really wanted to do was, okay, I'm not going to be the one that mentions it, but I'm going to try to be a helpful agent. And if we all know, if those who provide helpful content, whether it's answering questions or just providing things that don't even relate to a product, those are the, those are the people who tend to have people when they say something, pay attention. Cause they want to see if it's going to be helpful for them. And that's one of the things that almost falls into that dark social where you're just, um, our goal is just to be helpful. And when the appropriate time comes up to talk about risk advisor, great. But if it doesn't, that's okay too. It will eventually is my kind of the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I, I agree. Like, you can't
1: scheduling software doesn't replace an organic post on social ever. Right. It's just not going to happen. So that's kind of the conundrum that you get yourself into. If you, if you don't have, and and I'm not saying you don't have this, we all get, we all can have the best systems, get busy, ignore them. And, you know, it's just like going to the gym, you know, I've got a gym membership and I hadn't been to the gym nearly as much as I should. Now, part of it has to do with the fact, I wasn't allowed to go from a doctor, but, um, you know, I'm 100% again, and I will be back Monday, right? But when I when I got to be 100%, and then my travel schedule started, and it's like, oh, yep. crap. So I'm going to get my rear end kicked by Orange Theory, you know, three or four times a week now for the foreseeable future, because my travel's done. But I mean, the the, the getting the, the content out, and especially when it's content based marketing, it's got to be done in the right cadence. How have you... How have you tried to set yourself up to make sure that that happens as best you can? Because I think the other thing is everybody needs to understand it's not like you have an army of people working with you yet, right? Like it's it, that at some point that will come, but for right now, you don't need it. You need developers and you need to be the face of the organization, right? Which means, okay, now I have to do a bunch of other stuff. Maybe down the road, a VA or, a, you know, can come in, or maybe you have a VA helping you with some of that now. I don't know. But how do you how do you do your best to try and set yourself up to actually make sure that you're able to to not miss the two or three weeks?
2: Yeah. So one thing that I did last week um, that I'm going to have to uh, uh, carve out some time later today on was I, I announced on last Friday, hey, pay attention next week. I've got a post coming about the hard market in personal lines and ENS becoming more prevalent, um, and I have not because of my schedule this week, I've not gotten a chance to do that. But because I put that out on social media that, Hey, it's coming within the next week. It's going to get done by the end of the day. And that's not always the way to do it. But the way that kind of came about was, you know, I'm in a spot. I don't have the time to really put the deep thought into the post that this needs to be, but let me go ahead and just tease it a little bit. So that way, one, I'll drive some engagement there, but two, it will make sure that I have something to hold myself accountable there. And whether it's blocking out some time on your calendar, or I use a motion for my calendar where it's the AI where that rearranges your calendar and things like that. I've got a recurring uh, task on there to spend some time, not necessarily getting a post out or getting um, content out that day, but at least thinking through, Hey, here are some, Content ideas for down the road, so that way, when if it's getting one or two out a week, I've spent some time thinking through it. It's not necessarily just something that let me just type something out real quick with a bunch of typos and um, not well thought out. It's something that I've been thinking through for a little bit of time. So um, whether and I, I mean that can be motion, that can be whatever you're using for the key kind of keep track of things, but just setting aside and scheduling time to be intentional is important in this. It's important in the gym. If you don't schedule the time that you're going to the gym, um, then it's not likely going to happen. And so it's really important in, especially in a startup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So sort of walk us through the journey of the development of the product. I mean, not the gory details, but I mean, you came out, you had your first version that came out. And you did a really good job, in my opinion, of asking, you know, you did a a good beta, tried to bring as many agents on as you could to use the product and and give you feedback. And look, man, there's one thing I can promise you. If you ask agents for feedback, you're going to get as much feedback as you could handle and then some, right? So. That makes you better. You got to put on your steel, your Kevlar underwear or whatever, and, and take the chewins to to. But if you if if you're doing it with the right people who have the right heart and spirit to make you better, then it makes life a whole lot easier for you because everybody wants to see you succeed in that situation. So talk a little bit about sort of some of the things that have happened since you originally were on on this podcast with Risk Advisor that have made it the product that it is today. Yeah, and then also maybe talk about how you think those enhancements have led, also led to some of the increases in in users that you're seeing now. Because I I believe you're still you're not anywhere near like straight line. You know yeah. your growth at the stage the company's in, you're still getting ready to hit that one big ramp. I right? believe that too. Yep. Not not that you're not that you're you're tiny. You're bigger than you were two years ago, but you're not where you're going to be two years from now. And sure. it's going to be really really interesting to see because as that snowball continues to catch like you're going to go back 2 years from now and look at these demo numbers and just laugh and be yeah. like oh my gosh i remember when it was and it, when it was that right so talk a little bit about the journey the product has been on and some of those the main enhancements you've made that people are finding to be most useful now
2: yeah for sure um it, the last 2 years uh, so I, the idea I actually just got the the renewal reminder from Google Domains. Um, I officially bought the domain name. Uh, next month will be three years ago that I bought the risk advisor domain name, as well as like two or three other ones that I was trying to decide between. But um, the journey from there to raising a little bit of money, to self-funding, to having to, unfortunately, currently are having to go through the process of, Buying out the my co-founder and um, going down that that route and uh, some disagreements and some rerouting. Um, you talk about the original product. Uh, there, I think back to our we the initial product came out of a week, eight weeks in a development firm and they got a lot of work done. But I also look at it and I'm like, we built out this entire sub product under it that we completely scrapped like it it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense for where we were, and I'm like, man, that took like a week and a half of work that we still are not using, and uh, you just think back, it's like, man, what what could we've done instead? but um it's it's been really cool to see the growth um last year uh was a little bit slower than we were expecting, but this year we've kind of taken off as soon as January one hit, and a lot of that's because of we were able to release some more integration, so Uh, Last year, our main integration was Easy Links with the Raider. Um, This year, we released PL Rating, Quote Rush, and Agency Zoom integrations. Um, Got some plans for some uh, integrations, hopefully to be finished up by the end of the year. Um, And then next year, we'll continue to grow um, heavily on those integration fronts. But um, it refining the product about what we, what we say the whole thing is about is helping producers and account managers have a better conversation about the home auto and umbrella insurance with their clients. And one of the things that I think there's a lot of good tech out there right now where, okay, the, the philosophy behind it is taking away the conversation. Let me just get the data and let me get you the quote back. And I think that's fine. If that's your philosophy, great. But the agents who, who love our platform are those who want to have a conversation with their clients. They want to build rapport. They want to set themselves up in case, hey, I might come back a little bit more, but my coverage is going to be in a better spot because we were able to really dive into what you're, um, what you're wanting to do. So what I have been really focusing on this year is doubling down on helping agents have a better conversation, which is going to produce more sales, more cross-sells, more revenue, um, across the board.
1: Yeah. So talk a little bit about the integrations. What does that look like? Like what's the benefit of you integrating with the Raiders and all of that? How, how does that save somebody time? How does it make them more accurate? Yeah. All the
2: basic questions that somebody's going to ask you. hundred percent. It, it all goes down to probably the number one thing that agents hate, duplicate entry, double, triple entry. The nice thing is with If you've got one of our raters that we integrate with right now, if you're using virtual assistants, if you're using uh, a CRM, whether it's agency zoom with the direct integration, better agency or another one with Zapier, you're using wholesale brokers, you can get to a point where you cut down five or six different points of entry into one point of entry with a more comprehensive uh, risk profile is what we call it. And um, it's always going to be one of those things. Anytime that you can eliminate one point of entry, You're going to significantly save time, but you're also going to increase efficiency, which is also going to increase uh, bottom line revenue. And um, so we've got the front end that's always going to be focused around that better conversation. But then on the back end, we're collecting really good, clean, comprehensive, structured data. Let's make it really easy to get that where you need it to go. So right now, that's raters, that's CRMs. Eventually, it's going to be agency management systems, so on and so on. Um, So... Trying to do a better job of collecting good, clean, structured data on the front end and also making it extremely easy to get that to where you need to. So that way you're not having to worry about going back and typing that back in after uh, the old way of doing it, of writing it down on a piece of paper, or fillable PDF or something like that.
1: Yeah. And I think if I remember right, and by all means, tell me if I'm wrong, I'm not going to be upset if Great. you correct me. But you you either are working on or you have the ability and have thought about pushing this out as some sort of a client-facing tool, at least to start as well. What does yep. what does that look like?
2: Yeah. So um currently working on that. Um, goal is to have that out by the end of the year. And um it it's funny. We probably talked about that two years ago on the podcast. And we talk about learning, we talk about growing as <laughs> a company, but also me as an individual, uh, early on, I said, I would never do client facing. And not only did I learn that, Hey, that's the wrong way to look at it. But two, again, there's, there's other resources out there that are currently trying to tackle that client facing, but what the approach that we're going to take on it, um, is a little bit, a little bit different. I won't get too deep into it, but, um, kind of what we've talked about a little bit is more of a, uh, a collaborative tool for agents and their clients um, to where it's it's more, again, it's going to be a conversation. It may not be a conversation over the phone, maybe a conversation from their uh, them typing something on, on their phone, you getting it back on your desktop or whatever it is, but it's still going to be very focused on a conversation. And uh, some of the things we're kind of planning around that are going to be really cool it's tough, man. Cause I'm old school, like
1: to a certain degree. And I, that unfortunately that clouds my decision-making sometimes in a negative way. Like to your point, I would very likely have said the exact same thing. I would yep. never do something client facing because the way that I've sort of come up through the ranks in all of the different things I've done as an adult is client service, customer service, white glove, concierge level. And to me, anytime you, you, ask your client to do anything, it's the exact opposite of that, in my opinion. So, you know, it's um it's it's a tough mix. Now I I wonder, and not that, you know, if I'm if I'm getting close to something, then by all means you can answer in such a way that I'll figure it out. But (laughs) you know, I one of the things that we liked when we first got quote rush was we did have the ability to create a widget, right? Um, Where we could put something out there um, as a link or otherwise, where if somebody wanted to start a, a quote, they could and it would start populating the information into quote rush. And I think the way that I finally convinced myself to do that was okay, well, if nobody wants to do that and they want the concierge service, then they just won't click the link or go to that widget on your site. But there's a subset of people who want that and you're missing them by not having it. The people who don't want to do it are never going to do it. And the people who want that functionality are going to go somewhere else if you don't give it to them because they can get it from the progressives and the Geico's you know, for the auto stuff. And there's certainly yep. places where they can get it you know, for home as well. And so I could almost see something where since you've already got an integration with Quote Rush, why recreate the wheel, right? Have two-way communication back and forth. If an agent wants to use the form, let them use Quote Rush's form to build it out. Take that for the beta to find out whether or not it's going to work well, how many people actually use it, and then decide what you're going to do from there without you having to actually invest in creating something brand new. That's how I would do it. If somebody's already got some level of the technology i'm not look i i've never used it so i can't tell you good bad or otherwise right. about that product i mean not not that product but that functionality inside quote rush we use quote rush and we like it but i would just say if you know from my perspective wow quote rush already has this or maybe even ask them as your collaborative partner and say hey how many people are actually using this is this something i should look at going down the road in in doing You know, here's the problem, man. And I know, I know for a fact that this is a problem you face. And I'm not going to ask you to confirm or deny it because it'll get you in trouble with your peers. But agents are the hardest people in the world to please, man. And they want everything under the sun done. Period. That's it. So the issue is this when you're an agent who has peers who are other agents and you're working on tech. Everybody was looking for that brother-in-law favor of, hey, man, what if you did this? What if you did this? What if you did this? And you want to try and please everybody, but you can't do that and scale a software product at all. You've got to put blinders on and keep yourself focused on the vision. How do you prepare yourself to not have to deal with the distractions, knowing that you still have to also maintain relationships with these people who, you know, I'll, I'll be the one to say it. They'll get their panties in a wad because you're not paying as much attention to them as what they want you to because they think you should drop what you're doing and add functionality. And I will tell you, I have seen this firsthand with Better Agency in that user group. Yeah, God love those guys, man. You know, when 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 Better first came out, they were trying to do everything for everybody as quick as it came in as a customer request. And by all means, we've been groomed to know that's exceptional customer service. The problem is that's not what you, you can't do that when you're scaling a startup specifically at the level they were trying to, to scale. And you're, you're, you know, a lesser version of that in volume likely, but you're still facing the same thing. How do you navigate that?
2: Yeah. So a couple of things. I like your point on the, uh, the quote rush widget. Um, What hopefully Now, I'm in tech, so take this with a little bit of grain of salt. But hopefully, by the time that this hits, or right around when this hits, what we're doing is uh, currently adding um, additional functionality to our Zapier app. So, if somebody's got a Gravity Forms on like a Advisor Evolved website or whoever, uh, whatever form maker you're using, the first step is you're going to be able to start a risk profile in our system from anywhere. Um, So whether that's your better agency service uh, renewal pipeline or something like that, that's how we're going to really dive in and test that functionality without having to do a huge initial push on it. So I liked your point there. And that's kind of what my thought process was on, on, that, on that side. Now, on the, the second piece, that is definitely something that we see a decent bit. Um, and I would I, honestly, I would rather people come to us with those ideas. And have a co- tough conversation where, hey, this probably doesn't fit in until x, um because you you mentioned earlier how how important the feedback is, and it, it it's one of those things where bring all the feedback you've got, ask for all the things you want, and I'll do my best to to prioritize. Now, one of the things that I'm doing currently and should have wrapped up here shortly is I'm um, talking with some of our power users, some, some of those in the even some user uh, some people who are not currently users and working to form a, an agent agents uh, agent advisory council where um, we've got a widget in our app where you can request and vote on feedback. So if you want to see something, you can add it, and then if somebody else wants it, they can vote on it. So we're we're keeping track of those things, but we are small with our developer team, and so it's it's one of those things where some of those can take a little bit longer than others but then we're going to add to that with hey this is where me as the in in the in the company I'm the only insurance minded person this is where the things that I'm thinking about what are your thoughts on that what do you think as an, a group of 5 6 people what should we kind of prioritize and those are going to be agents with different integrations different um type of agencies and things like that where we can dive into that, use that as a resource and make sure it's not just David building this product for David on what he thinks is going to be best. Yeah, that's got to be a tough thing,
1: man, because you're always going to have confirmation bias based on your own your own use case the scenarios and experiences. And you know what? That may not always be the best thing for the product as a whole moving forward. So I do think it's pretty prudent that you do that. I mean, Different different sections of the country north south east west all of that I would even you know think about you know reaching out to some of the aggregators to find out if you can get feedback at that level too because they have a huge data set that they can pull to get information on and you know what listen aggregators if you're out there listening which I know you are I'm also kind of throwing that out there because it would help Mister Watson get a whole bunch of people looking at his product at one time so help
2: a brother much appreciate it.
1: But, um, you know, I, I think that um, that's a great way to do it. And, you know, really do it in a way that you let people know who who those advisors are, right? It, you know, if I were being critical of a lot of the stuff, e- even some of the stuff I'm invested in, I think some of the biggest issues are that the people who are advising uh, the companies, nobody knows who they are. So, You have a whole group of people that if you build your board or your advisory committee the right way, should represent the majority of the country, if not all of it to a certain degree. And then make those people known to the public so that they can, those people can help you field some of that stuff, right? And then let them take that and come back to you so that you're not having to worry about getting feedback from everybody at one time. And I think that's an easy way to probably get a lot covered in a short amount of time. Just by utilizing some of those people. Now, the other part of it is, I get it. You know, these advisors have full time jobs and other things they're doing. It's not like that's the only thing that they have going on or what they want to do. For sure. But, but I do, I do think that you can get a lot of good stuff just by, um, just by use, using that, that advice the right way, and, and yep. getting, getting people out there so people know. You know some people are weird, man. Like they don't want like I'm invested in things I don't tell anybody about, not because I'm embarrassed by it or it's something shady or a brand that would be offensive to people. It's just it's really no point in anybody knowing because I sit I'm silent. i don't I sit back and let people do what they need to do, right? How much would Cat Turns love it if I was in her grill every single day with questions about what she's doing as the CEO of India? Nope. She'd hate it, right? Well, we know, we both know Cat. She wouldn't let it happen either. Yeah, you, you wouldn't get in her grill more than once, right? But you know, and and we lo- I love her to death. Obviously Absolutely, joking. But you know, the the point being, you know, it's just she's not gonna let you get her time. She's not yep. gonna let you. She's not gonna let you question her, maybe healthily in the right discussion. But we didn't put Cat in there so that the board could sit back and constantly monitor every single thing she's doing in micromanaging. Yep. And it's and this isn't relegated to just her. It's literally any company will Shaw with better agency. If I have a question about better agency and what the direction of the company is or where they're going, I can pick up the phone and call Will and he is going to tell me anything I need to know. I'm going to ask questions and he's going to give me answers. He's not going to be offended by it. And many times he'll just reach out to me proactively and ask for my opinion or what I think about certain things that he's, he's, you know, thinking about doing, but, you know, at the end of the day it's his company to run and he needs to run it the right way. And it's too difficult when you have everybody second guessing every decision you make now out of everything I'm invested in. Do you honestly believe that I agree with every single decision, every single CEO of those companies makes absolutely not but i'm mature enough in my thought process that i can get past that right i to me i put or we collectively put those people in those positions or we inherited those people in those positions if we invest in a you know a startup that like better agency for example you know they're there for a reason let them do yep. their job you know let them let them figure it out I'm never going to agree a hundred percent, but if I agree with the fact they're the right person for the job, that's the only decision I need to worry about. If I'm comfortable with that person being there, great. You know what? You're not going to do everything exactly the way that I would, but I'm not going to question you because I trust that you're good at your job. That's the whole reason we want you there to do that. And, you know, that's a big, big, big change in my mindset of probably where I would have been three or four years ago. The more I get involved with InsurTech specifically because of the ridiculous pace at which they have to move and just the sheer number of them. And honestly, being completely direct, a lot of the times you're dealing with an agent who's come up with the idea, they've never started a software company before. They've never, you know, they had a great idea and they've executed that a lot, but taking that and turning it into a, a commercial product you know, or a completely a, different a ball game. a public facing product is a whole different animal. You've yep. used risk advisor for years, man, in some way, shape or form. But at some point you decided, you know what, this probably makes sense for me to get this out there. There may be an opportunity. It's no different than yep. what I did with killing commercial. Killing commercial is my training program. It's the same yep. thing I run my producers through. I just decided, you know what, there's a way that I could probably monetize this a little bit and give people the the solution to a problem that they face which is there's just not a lot of good commercial insurance sales training out there carriers have great programs but they're biased toward that carrier and that carrier's products and there are other other people out there who do a good job Charles Speck Randy Schwantz, uh you know household names that have been training people for years but there's only a few you know that yep. are re- that are relatively you know well known respected in That people would be willing to engage with, and so you know it's just it's crazy to me to think how bad we as agents hold. I'm bringing this back around again because I want the agents to hear this. How bad we go at our peer group who's trying to help us, trying to make their themselves and their families better, but make the industry better through the release of a product. And you know we we don't have the patience, you know, or. You know, my favorite is when we buy something and we don't implement it and then we blame the product because we didn't use it. It has nothing yeah. to do with it whether or not the product functions. So we're coming up on time, man. And you've been generous with your time. What did Thank we you. miss that you want to get out? Anything
2: at all? I think the next next couple months going into the next year, um, I'm really excited about some of the things that we're gonna continue continue to be pushing out. Um be be on the lookout if you, if you're looking to. One of the things that we talk about a lot with with when it comes to good agency owners is, I know if I can find the right person to plug into a seat like a producer. I think you've talked about in the past some of your best producers come from outside the industry, and um, on the personal side, I feel like we always always end up focusing on okay. Hire somebody from like a state farm or an Allstate or whoever. Well, some of the things that we've got coming in um, the next year are going to be able to, if you find the right person who has the right personality, is a good phone voice, you're going to be able to plug them into Risk Advisor. And you're going to be able to, it's going to basically going to be able to guide them through that conversation, prompt them with the things that they need to be asking at the right time in the right part of that conversation. And it's going to help them, like it's already been helping agents produce higher, higher, um, larger accounts and their closing ratio is going to go up, which is going to make your agency more money. So I'm not going to get into like the nitty gritty of what those new things are. We'll make plenty of public announcements about those when they come, but uh, just be paying attention on that because uh, our goal is to put put out a platform that's going to help you and your agent and your producers that you're looking to hire be more efficient and make more money. How can they find you?
1: Where they, Where can they follow you? And where can they, most importantly, where can they request a demo?
2: Absolutely. So uh, riskadvisor.insure is um, our website. Uh, Riskadvisor, one word. Um, I'll, no, that doesn't matter on the URL, but riskadvisor.insure, I'm on LinkedIn. Agent David Watson is uh, my LinkedIn profile, um, on Facebook, on Twitter you want Twitter is more so for me to uh, talk about sports and uh, some tech stuff every once in a while, but more so on the insurance and the tech side, it's going to be Facebook and and, uh, LinkedIn for you. And then you can also reach out David at riskadvisor.insure. You can request a demo via email or on our website. Um, You can also start a free trial on our website. We make that pretty easy and we'll reach out as soon as you sign up to basically schedule an onboarding call or our discovery call that way as well. How long is your free trial good for, David? Because you and I both know how
1: this goes. Somebody will sign up for it and then they'll wait three weeks to try and, you know, start using the product or get to know. So what should their expectations be when they sign up for that free trial so that you're not getting yourself in hot water?
2: Yep. So uh, we did exactly that. We originally launched with a 14-day trial and pushed it down to seven to create a little bit more sense of urgency. But so we do a seven-day trial. Um As soon as you sign in, as the um, person uh, signing up for that account, we're going to welcome you with an automated post, and it's going to take you to a task list. It's going to show you how to set up your branding for our proposals feature. It's going to show you how to um, set up your integrations inside of there. It's going to show you how to add team members. It's going to give you the ability to send us your VA or broker information so that way we can get that added. That'll be done within 24 hours at the longest And it's also going to prompt you to schedule an onboarding call. So that way, if you have any additional questions, we can uh, answer through those. We're obviously very in tune with those who are signing up. So wanting it to make it as big of a success for you, because if it's successful for you, it's going to be successful for us. Awesome.
1: Sounds good. People, free trials. Demos don't cost you a dime. Listen to this guy. Does he sound like he's going to put the hard clothes on you? He doesn't have to because his product's going to do that for him. So we really appreciate you spending time with us today, David. Everybody check out Risk Advisor. It is changing the game for all the reshops that people are having to deal with this year. And quite honestly, making agents better because they're more accurate and more efficient. So we will catch you next time, everybody. David, thanks again. We'll talk soon, brother. See you. Thank
2: you. Appreciate you.
0: You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast.